Welcome to the underground, the Steel City Underground, the black and gold standard for Pittsburgh Steelers coverage. Now, here's your host, Joe Kuzma and Brian E. Roach. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Steel City Underground podcast. My name is Joe Kuzma, and joining me today to talk about a lot of the other nonsense going on in the National Football League, not only with the Pittsburgh Steelers, but just about all of the other 32 members, or the other 31, I should say. One, Mr. Brian E. Rhodes. Brian, what's going on, my friend? Hey, man, didn't I tell you it's the season of stupidity? I said that last time around, didn't I? It is. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping... I'm hoping uh, I don't get the uh, the hairball throat thing going. My sinuses have been like off the hook. I apologize. The last like two weeks worth of episodes. So it's just, I think the weather change, just not only the weather change here in Ohio where I'm at, but having gone down to Florida and then coming back to Ohio weather just uh, was worse for wear for me or something. So are, are you saying you've got sexy phlegm? Uh, no. That's that, that's pretty much on the same borderline as me saying taint to you. No, it isn't. That's, <laughs> yes, that's, it a, is. that's a friend's quote. Oh, Phoebe had I her not. sexy phlegm and it made her voice sound husky and sexy and deep. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not, uh, you know, the wife has seen Friends probably every single episode 20 times over. I've only seen them through osmosis. I'm not a big Friends guy. I know that'll get me some hate mail. I've always been the Seinfeld I, 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 Seinfeld I can't guy. like it. I'm both. I, I don't know, know why I you know. can't be both. I, I can't. Could. I don't know. No, you can be both. I, I but I no, you can't. I just you I, can't. Ain't nobody got time for that. So, anyways, um, we've got a lot of nonsense going on besides what we're just talking about here. Um, welcome, folks. If you've never joined with us before, we do talk about other things other than the Steelers. Because guess what? There ain't a whole hell of a lot going on when you're talking about. There's going to be a lot going on here in about a week or two. Surely. Yeah, March, and then you might get the draft, and then again, we'll go back to maybe talking about our favorite McDonald's dishes or whatever. So if you're if you're new here, and I say that to a lot of folks who end up commenting about, oh, these guys weren't talking about football, get the stick to football, and it's like, geez, oh man, it reminds me of the people that like got all over Juju shit for you know stick to football it's like because a guy plays Fortnite or something one night and he has like a half of a human life outside of football you know these guys are human beings what do you think what do you think roethlisberger was doing he has his family his wife goes and says hey can we watch friends tonight and he says oh no no i ain't got no time for friends you know what i mean so i don't know the people some of the folks they remind me of like shrek in the original shrek and it's just like donkeys walking around he's like this is a lovely rock he's like yeah. Donkey. Yeah. Ogres have uh, or their ogres are like onions. They have layers and like donkeys like now. Nah, how about a parfait? You ever hear anybody say they don't want no parfait? Oh no, I don't want no parfait. And that's what it reminds me of. It's like the people are the curmudgeons and the donkeys just kind of like eh, happily dancing around. And that's kind of where we're at this time of the year. And there's just things that annoy me. You've got the new NFL draft order. The Steelers didn't get a comp pick. We kind of knew that. They didn't really have free agents that they were letting go last season as opposed to bringing a lot in. And that could always factor into their whole calculation of who they're going to sign, when, where, and how. Uh, Like Larry Ogunjobi, for example, was a very late signing. They weren't in that bargaining, whatever, because they kind of factor that in. And, um, you know, when you can get like a third or a fourth round draft pick, why the hell not? 
if you're able to sustain the blow, like losing a Bud Dupree and Mike Hilton and whatnot that happened, you know, in previous years. And it's been a couple years since the Steelers, I think, have had an actual comp pick. And among the free agents we're talking about, uh, was Cam Sutton the comp pick that year or was it James Connor? They were both third round picks, but one of those guys, it just gives you kind of an idea or an example. One of those two guys were comp picks. So, uh, but yeah, it, it's just all mucked up because of the Miami Dolphins who do mucky things. Pick 32 is the um, Kansas City Chiefs at the end of the first round, but it's also the 31st player taken overall. So when they showed the official thing today, it, it said the Steelers 32nd overall, but it says pick number one of the second round. And that's just the way I'm going to refer to it from now on. So I don't get into these semantics arguments with folks, but it just, it's going to bug me because when you say the hundredth player uh, or the hundredth pick of the 2023 NFL draft, it's like, was that pick, was that the 99th guy? Was that 101st guy? Like, which one are we talking about here? And it's just going to confuse me. And I, I just, it's my OCD, man. I can't, I can't. It just bugs me. I, I'm just going to say this very, very clearly. It is the season of stupidity. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. And it is. you, my friend, are not immune. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that said, why don't we, uh, what's the first stupid thing we're going to talk about? Topic bar, show up there. Boom. It fades in with a lot of good names on this list. Well, oh depending if you want to say that they're good. Derek Carr signing well how do the new orleans saints have any cap room this just it, this i i don't understand how they could possibly operate i'm trying to bring up right now uh without Derek Carr, i know they're starting to, oh no maybe Derek Carr. oh geez he is factored into this already hold on a second so there's still like about almost a little over 25 million over the cap right now that the parentheses and the red are not good things when you're balancing your spreadsheets and your budget and Derek Carr, this contract. Oh my goodness. Would you be paying this a four year, $150 million, 100 million of the contract is guaranteed. He only has a seven, two cap number this year, but he has 35, 45, 55. And then there's a void season with the bonuses and stuff. They're basically, they're not able to get away from this guy for at least two years before they realize any savings. And even when they do, you see in that column, uh, they'll still eat 17 million in that first season. And then, uh, and therefore, and so forth, Derek Carr, not David Carr, as some people were saying, rejoining his former first head coach over with the Raiders. And I don't know, is Derek, Derek Carr, 100 million guarantee, 150 smackaroos per season. I, I I know he's not, it's not quite 40 million, but it's pretty damn close, Brian. And I don't think he's worth that. No, he's not. Well, you know, his brother will say he is. Oh, I mean, his brother had him as the one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, but that's, you know, whatever. No, is he? No. Look, if he turns around and he wins, you know, two Super Bowls with the Saints. Uh, then, you know, we'll eat our words, but I don't think he's that good. So no. Yeah. And I'll, I'm pulling up some, uh, some Derek Carr numbers. God forbid. Let's see. He's had a couple 4,000 yard passing seasons. He's a, he's a season removed from 4,800, which was his career high, but he's like one year with 32 touchdowns, you know, 24, 23, 14 picks. Like I know the Raiders are, aren't necessarily the, um, shining example that the NFL should follow, but wow. 
And he had some uh, Pro Bowl seasons, and I don't know what that's worth anymore with the Pro Bowl games. I mean, Tyler Huntley and, and just was named to it. Trevor Simeon uh, has uh, Andy Dalton. Uh, they have Pro Bowls under their belt, and I just I look at this, and it's like Derek Carr went last year. He went 6-9 and nine last year. Nice number. Nice. Yeah, and he threw nothing but shade when he knew he was benched for – who'd they have? Nate Peterman? That they pulled back from Pitt, the the, the kid that was there like an iteration or two before Kenny Pickett, that's still bouncing around the league, and you know John Gruden had him in one of his Gruden grinder camps or whatever, and somehow they continue to try. Somebody tries to see that there's a diamond in the rough, and it's like no, it's just very just rough, yeah, very rough. <laughs> <laughs> so diamond just rough, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know that we got a whole lot more to say about Derek Carr uh, that that we that needs to be said. It's just we're going to go through some of these contracts and some of these names that you saw up on this list and just kind of show you that, uh, thank God, the Steelers don't have to deal with this drama. Geno Smith. Now, I don't have anything bad to say about Geno Smith. In fact, Geno Smith is probably one of the only guys I could think of that's been around for a minute and has gotten paid. Good for you, man. I am like, I'm happy for Geno Smith. Uh, West Virginia guy, so there's a lot of folks that probably listen to the show that are more local to the Pittsburgh area that are WVU fans. And that year reminds me very much like Pickett. Like, you know, it was a a questionable quarterback class, right? And everybody thought that Geno was going to go first in the first round, and he didn't. And you got everybody that's queued up, and they're in the green room, and he doesn't get picked. And I do believe he did fire his agent, though, however, after after the draft. But aside from that spilled milk, that dude had the guts, the intestinal fortitude to show up to the green room on the second day and wait for his name to be called because he said, F this, I'm going on stage regardless if I'm a first round pick. That that showed me like so much just right there. And Kyle Brandt was mentioning it the other day on NFL Network. I was like, man, you're still in my heat before I get to come on the podcast to talk about this. But uh, good for Geno Smith. And I'm going to pull up his numbers here in a second, too. I'm not going to say that he wowed the world, but we're going to see some other numbers when we bring up Kenny Pickett in a little bit, where Geno Smith had one hell of a year. And it makes the... Um, the Seattle Seahawks look like freaking geniuses for getting the boatload of players and picks that they got from the Denver Broncos and not paying all that money to Russell Wilson instead and still and, and make and make the playoffs and still be a playoff. When you're in the playoffs, I know we we have the upper end of the playoffs where we say Super Bowl contender, but when you're in it, you still have a shot. Absolutely. Uh like yeah, I, don't, I mean, look. Yeah, the the real question is whether Geno Smith is a one-year wonder you know is he a one-hit wonder or is he gonna be able to maintain i think what they have is they have a system that works for him you've got weapons on the outside and guys like you know dj metcalf and and what and whatnot Tyler or DK, dk metcalf DK. yeah DJ. <laughs> uh, dj i don't know that's his brother um <laughs> tj jj and DJ, dj 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 what yeah the metcalf guy um eric metcalf know, he, yeah well, no, probably not. <laughs> uh, yeah, we don't like I, him. I didn't like no. him back then. Anyway. Sorry. You know, it's a good situation for him, right? He's an experienced guy. He's stayed in the league. And, and you know, look, he played for bad teams. And, and sometimes that can define how you are viewed as a quarterback, whether you should be or not. Um, and, you know, he just got in the right situation. I, I'm I'm one of those people that Joe you know, that says 
show me it again, right? So I, I get that they were going to pay him because they needed to. They needed to stay the course, so to speak, um, and they must like what they see. Uh, and I, 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 I agree with you. Good for Geno Smith, uh, you know, a guy who persisted, who stayed in the lead, and who made bank. Uh, I'm I'm never going to be mad at a guy for being able to do that, right? Uh, but we'll see we'll see how it pans out year two. Um, I just require I require more than a single season of uh, of numbers before I do that. But yeah, you're right. When we start to look at that deep ball stuff, you know, it, again, it helps to have DK Metcalf on the other yeah, end. Yeah, it does. Oh, remember <laughs> we were so gung ho on DK coming out. The combine and everything he killed it. He, he's like a, a Adonis, uh, not like Adonis Creed, but the more like the Greek god chiseled out of granite. The dude was just a physical specimen, and then somehow we're like, how did he end up going in the second round? A little yeah. different than Gino. Like Gino was kind of like, oh, the Jets are suckers. They got suckered into buying the hype and going after a quarterback, and they're going to draft Geno Smith and blah, 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 blah. Not DK. It was like, how did everyone pass on DK? And then he still proved all of his doubters wrong. Yeah, four bad years with the Jets where after the first two, they kind of moved on from Geno, and yep. they still haven't quite found their way. <laughs> and now they're trying. Well, there's another name coming up. I'm not going to spill the beans yet that they're trying to court someone else or maybe multiple someones, but a year with the giants where he was just basically a backup. He got a chance to play just a teeny bit. Uh, then he was with the chargers for a year and then three years uh, the, for the previous first two in Seattle as just a backup for Russell Wilson. And they said, yeah, you know, he's 32 years old. He's got some experience. He's this guy's not as bad as you may think. And we kind of saw that. And a lot of people like moaned and complained and bitched about it when the Steelers played the Seahawks and it was Geno Smith on what Sunday night football. And how can a backup quarterback do this to you? And then he just went out and uh, 69.8% passes completed last year. Is it just, uh, that's an absurd figure when you're throwing 572 attempts, which is the most he's ever done in a single season, 4,200 yards, 30 touchdowns to 11 interceptions. Hello, that season's better than any season that that Derek Carr's had. You know yeah. what I mean? The whole way around. Accuracy, touchdowns, and fewer turnovers. And they're not paying them nearly as much. Now, they could get out of this three years. One, 105 or 120? You're right. Remember. 105. They can get out of it. There's one year, 28 million, and then you know the rest of it's spread out, and they don't have to owe them the other half of it. So if he is a one-hit wonder or one-year wonder, then, you know, he could uh, the the team could explore other options, but right now I don't think they're exploring that unless Geno stinks and then they're a higher pick in the draft the following year. Yep. So, yeah, I agree. Okay. Well, that's good. I like when we agree. Um, let's move on to our next uh, specimen, so to speak. And this is another one that kind of makes you go, oh, yikes. <laughs> Daniel Jones, after the Giants failed to give him a fifth-year option last year, which would have, uh, you know, they, they 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 needed to exercise it last year for it to have taken effect for this year. Now they're paying for it. One twenty, right? He's one twenty, right? I had it here. No, one hundred and sixty. Sixty. Million. Oh my goodness. Eighty-two reportedly guaranteed for the first oh. two seasons. He joins some others. Uh, such as Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen in the forty million, $40 million dollars a year for Daniel Jones. Okay, 
Yeah, I've, I'm totally, uh, I'm with you on this one. I don't feel it. I know that, okay, that Brian Dayball, new coach, maybe they unlocked a cheat code or something with the guy's fourth year, his final year of uh, Danny Dimes. I, I love when I see like nicknames when I'm looking up the stats and PFR puts them there. Vanilla Vic. <laughs> no, sorry. I don't think so. I don't think he's got that arm strength. Now he completed 67.2% of his passes, 3,205 yards, 15 touchdowns to five interceptions. I mean, this is, um, you know, this is kind of like what you're looking at for Kenny Pickett to have if he had a full rookie year. This isn't like what you're looking at in the guy's fourth year to pay him 82 guaranteed, man. 160. 160. You talk about the drama. He took 44 sacks last year. Uh, I mean, he, he didn't have a whole lot of turnovers. 16 games started and played. Just the five interceptions. That's good for him. What do you do on the ground? 708 yards and seven touchdowns. So I know that's what they're looking at, but uh, uh, Vanilla Vic, he's not. He's not Vic. He's not Cam Newton or any of the mobile no. quarterbacks that have been around in the past. No, I, I mean, it, it's interesting. Well, I'll talk. I'll bring up this point that I want to bring up later. Uh, some commentary I saw about what the Steelers are going to end up having to do in four years or three years at this point uh, with Kenny, assuming that his play continues to uh, stay solid and, and maybe hopefully improve as time goes by. But uh, yeah, that's, I, I, I feel like there was maybe uh, some overpayment done. <laughs> yeah. Gee, you think, I mean, and he's uh, he's far from the only one, man. We've got some actually oh, no. a little bit of breaking. I mean, we've already named a few. We've got more. Yeah. Uh, it's the old, but wait, there's more. And that comes in the form of some news that just broke just uh, a little shortly before we got on the air here with our program for today. And Adam Schefter reporting that the Miami Dolphins are picking up Tua Tagovailoa's fifth-year option. Now, uh, from what I understand here, Brian, is is that the the teams, like with Daniel Jones, if they didn't like it, they still could have rescinded it up to the start of the league year. You just yeah. have to take that option ahead of time. So every, all of a sudden, it's, you know, Schefter's doing this reporting here. This is what bothers me. The Dolphins picking up, not not that they're picking it up, but guaranteeing $23.4 million salary, which is looking like a bargain in the quarterback category these days. It's for 2024, so for next year. But he says it's the ultimate sign that they don't have any plans to sign any high-priced quarterbacks this offseason. Tua is their man. Well, he is for this year, but it doesn't mean they just don't go, nah, you know what, on second thought, <laughs> give me that back and not pay $23.4 million next year and just go a completely different route. Well, I mean, it's interesting because – I mean, at least the uh, maybe this has changed since the last time I heard. The last time I heard, he still isn't eligible to play. Like he wouldn't have cleared concussion protocol yet. Uh, but and and we're talking what? How how long has the season been over now? Um, and, and since he last played, I'd be concerned. But at the same time, you know, they're getting the doctor's reports. Maybe they know. Do I think that they're doing the right thing? Uh, probably. I mean, I think they've got some commitment to him. They played well with him. New coach likes him. Um, you know, 
And and it does eliminate some speculation, right? You know, they, look, they can do what they want to do in the draft. Um, but yeah, I'd say, you know, what it, what it says is for next year, he's the guy or else they're going to be willing to say, yeah, we don't have a guy and we'll get one in the next draft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the way I was thinking about that. Or they kind of, I don't know, it's a little uncomfortable situation. I don't think you'd want to be paying 20 almost $24 million and then also draft a guy. That's not quite the Trubisky to Kenny Pickett torch handling that was going on uh, with the Steelers. It's yeah, nothing. I, of I don't sort. anticipate the Dolphins drafting a quarter. Well, not this year, but I was saying no. maybe next, next year. year's possibility. Yeah. Next, next year, a real possibility. I mean, they did draft Skylar Thompson. I mean, like, I don't, you know, not to be Nothing sexist expected. or old or whatever, but isn't that a girl's name? Skylar. <laughs> it could be. It could I don't be. Know. The only Skylers I ever met in my life were girls. <laughs> I I I can't say that I know a Skyler. Uh, Skyler Thompson may be the only one. I've met two. I met really? two Skylers. Yes. Interesting. Well, you are you're a world travel you're a world travel traveled man, a connoisseur of um meeting people. Uh I, that's uh, absolutely untrue. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Somehow somehow we connected, which is um at times just as ridiculous as it sounds right now to everyone else that's watching and listening. So um, just a, a little move on. Why the hell not? I don't have a whole lot else to say about Tua other than we already know. He's signed. Yes. He's yeah, going to be he's, extended. He's, he's, he's signed extended. I could pull up some of it, but I, I, did, I wasn't aware of that. Was, was that true about like his not being, kinda, I, I don't know. I still, swear I saw that, that, Wonky. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I sometimes my eye, maybe I didn't have my glasses on and I was reading it, but I, I actually am, I, I'd have to double check, but I, I would swear I saw a report that said if he had to play today, he would not be clear. Hmm. That is very interesting. Um, I'm trying to see, there's all kinds of stuff. Um, of course you're getting like old things, but then when they have different dates on them, like September, December, that's not exactly uh, inspiring a lot of confidence, yeah. Uh, you know, in Tua, uh, uh, and just looking at his uh, statistics, geez, 1,800 yards, 11 touchdowns of five interceptions year one, 2,600 yards or so, uh, 13 games appeared in his uh, sophomore season, 2,653 yards, 16 touchdowns to 10 interceptions. Last year, 25 to 8, he um, – Played or appeared in 13 games, 3,500-ish, almost 3,550 when it comes to the amount of passing yards for Tua. So yeah, a nice season last year. Yeah. At times, like when it, when they first started that season, like it looked like the Dolphins were going to steamroll people, yes, and then it did. and then when he came, like he looked he looked good for a quarter against the Steelers coming out of protocol. And that same game, so it was it's like Kenny and uh, it was the concussion bowl during National Tight Ends Day. Yeah. So it, that was an interesting, uh, a very interesting trip to Miami that we had. Yes. Uh, you know, and then the Steelers just clamped down on them. They figured out they were like, hey, this guy's left handed. That might have something to do. Let's adjust. And they did. And, you know, they always get criticized for not adjusting. But that's a case or a scenario, scenario where they did adjust. Um Here's our favorite guy. This is the gift that keeps on giving besides Mitchell Trubisky, who oh, I'm Mr. Only... Overrated. Are we talking about Mr. Overrated uh, but, but We can't say Mr. the words drama overrated. and quarterback. <laughs> we can't say the words drama and quarterback without Aaron Rodgers. This guy went to a foxhole for like four days or whatever it was. A darkness retreat. He made that up. 
Like, what, what, I've never heard of that in my life. And he had to go there. He had to go there, Brian, because they didn't lose in the NFC Championship this year. They didn't even get there. <laughs> to figure out if after, if after the Packers the year before, where he wasn't sure he was going to come back and play that year either, give him a three-year, $150 million contract with $101.4 million fully guaranteed, 156 or 150.6 injuries guaranteed. I <laughs> like, okay. It's Aaron Rodgers. He was a reigning league MVP. He's won a bunch of those. He has no other hardware other than one ring because Rashard Mendenhall fumbled and Doug Ligurski was uh, playing at center and a few other things we don't like to talk about. But what, is, it's, what have you done for me lately? That guy has gotten coaches fired. He's gotten coordinators fired. He's gotten players traded. He's it's just everything. And then all of a sudden it's, I'm going to go sit in the dark and clear my mind and figure out if I really want to play football. I'll let you guys know. Thanks for guaranteeing more money for me, suckers. Let me, let me get this straight. You're telling me he went and sat in a hole. I don't know if it's a hole, but it was somewhere. It was like, a room. Uh, like, a yeah, I mean, you got closets in your house, right? You could just go sit in the closet. Man, Why but, do you have to go pay to sit in a hole? I forgot uh, how long it was. Oh, well, let's see. Aaron Rodgers. We got the old, we got the Google machine or the DuckDuckGo machine. Uh, this whole story in and of itself retreat. is, is in my mind, uh, you know, a a red flag for signing Aaron Rodgers. If you need to go sit in a hole to make your decisions, I think you know <laughs> there's some there's something going on. Maybe you're upset about uh, you know Patrick Mahomes taking over all your State Farm ads or something. I don't I don't know, um, but yeah, what I. Never darkness, heard of such a thing. Darkness retreat. There, a lot of people were explaining it. It's an Oregon facility, four days and four nights in Southern Oregon. I don't know if that's uh, is reminiscent of a Hobbit cave, according to the New York Post. That's where you go when. Wait a minute. Wait. Did you watch Lord of the Rings? I Hobbit, have. A Hobbit. A the Shire is a nice place. Hole <laughs> is a very attractive, wonderful little hole to live in. It's got nice wood all over. It was gorgeous. I would love to live in Bilbo Baggins's house. It was. I mean, I wouldn't fit. No, nor would. Very nor... tiny, and I'm not. But at the same time, it was gorgeous. It was very gorgeously well appointed uh, domicile. It ain't a Ooh. cave. All you right, now I've, I, I have problems with the reporter too. <laughs> I like that word domicile. That domicile. Is, that's such a great word. There's the Shire. It's a beautiful oh, place. Beautiful. I, don't know if, I know. And I'd be more like Gandalf because I'm six five. You know. I'd be banging yeah. my head on whatever's around. I, I always joke my mom's only five feet tall. And she shrunk because she's seventy six years old. Right. I I'm always banging my head, moving around. I'm like, I told my mom, you live in a hobbit house. But it's not dark in there either. In fact, it's the opposite. When I go and I visit mom. And I stay in like what was my old room overnight. It is like you would kill vampires in there. There's just too much daylight that comes through. I, I cannot get a good night's rest there unless I wake up at like 6 a.m. When, when the rooster's crowing or the cock, however you want to say that. But I just uh, like, yeah, they said Hobbit, whatever. Before we get too far off track, let me see. Uh, da, 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 something uh, they have origins throughout India, China and Tibet. And you go into one of these places where it's pitch black when you have a team like the New York Jets that's courting you for a trade. I would probably go into the dark too. Um, if it were any of those teams, the Jets, 
the Browns, the Texans. You have to go on a darkness retreat. Uh, it may be a permanent vacation as well, <laughs> depending on how dire the situation may be with those other teams. So uh, uh, I yeah, just stay in the hole, Mr. <laughs> Rogers. Make that your new neighborhood, please. Uh, you know, and and you can bring the the lion puppet and the king puppet down there. I mean, I know it's different, <laughs> Mr. Don't, Rogers. Don't besmirch Fred. Fred Rogers I'm not is a saint. Fred. Well, I don't know if he's a saint, but he's a good guy, or he was a good guy. But you ever just this is the evil Mr. Rogers. Aaron Rodgers is the is the evil Mr. Rogers. So he doesn't have a lion and a king. He's got I don't know what's an evil cat. Uh, a Bengal? No, they're there quite you go. timid. They're timid. No, they're timid and pretty much like pussy cats. Um, 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 I don't know. Whatever. Lion. It's, uh, it's immaterial. He's got. He's got. He's got a. No, the Black Panther's awesome. Um, but, <laughs> well, we. we well, oh, you because you're saying evil, but there is a. There was Killmonger. I guess he's in the same category. Well, yeah. Okay. So he's an evil Black Panther. So there evil, you go. So you got a. You got an evil cat. Just <laughs> any house cat. House cats are evil. They all want to kill you anyway. So if you have a cat in your home, I'm just telling you, it wants to kill you. Um, but so you got a house cat, a puppet, and then you got, you know, I don't know, Satan. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers has like the little things that pop up on his shoulders and they're both devils. Yes, they're both devils. <laughs> they're both devils. Go sit in a hole. No, don't go sit in a hole. Yeah, go sit in a hole. All right, go sit I mean, in a hole. Fred, Fred Ro- I mean, you know, Fred Rogers is beloved in Pittsburgh area. He's awesome. P- PBS, all the, the Daniel Mr. Tiger Aaron stuff. Rogers, not so much. Daniel Tiger stuff that's the spinoff of the puppets with the, you know, uh, King Friday and then yep. Prince Wednesday and all that at the uh, Pittsburgh Zoo. That's all very, very cool and neat stuff. Uh, you ever hear the rumor about why Fred Rogers always wore long sleeves? Apparently he was some like really decorated. No, he's like a really decorated um, military guy. Right. And yeah, I, I guess he so. may have had tattoos or confirmed kills kind of like, you know, like, like marked or whatever. Um, I mean, I'm just, I'm just guessing here. I mean, I don't know that, but I've, I've heard that <laughs> through, through the grapevine not, over the years. See, I thought you were going to go down a horrible road and be like, yeah, you know, uh, he was actually a heroin addict or something, and that's why he couldn't show his arms. But uh, I'm glad it was a better, a, a nicer story than that. Yeah, but I think it's turned out to be completely false. I was like looking this up. It said he was uh, unqualified for military service following an armed forces physical in 1950. So instead, he went, to, he attended Dartmouth uh, College for a year and then transferred to Rollins College in Winter Park, Florida. Guy got around, man, but born in La Trobe. Wonderful Latrobe. Man, I can't believe he's, he's 74 years old, passed away in 2003. It's been that long. Yep. Talk about somebody who had such a lasting impression, uh, particularly. I know he did on my youth, and you know, even my even my kids aware of who Mr. Rogers I is. I knew who he was. I didn't watch that. Yeah, what was you, Captain Kangaroo guy? No. Oh, no, no Captain I Kangaroo. I didn't watch that crap. I watched man, Ultraman, man. You had what? Ultraman. <laughs> like very bad that's right there with the original godzilla's gojira that is it was awesome (laughs) ultraman was the king man he was awesome. oh man (laughs) you know that's how you get people to turn off the show when you come up with something as obscure as ultraman i hope you know brian because i i might know what ultraman is but i that's a two percenter type thing and probably not the two percenters that are our actual two percenters who hang in to the very end who are all waiting for me to bring up the next slide and say what the yins guys got to say about uh, Kenneth Shane Pickett 
this time. And it's really not what we have to say. We have to draw some attention to something that's called the Deep Ball Project. And you're like, Joe, what in the hell is that? And lucky for you, I'm here sounds, to tell you. It sounds dirty. It does. So does... um. Uh, sounds, that sounds like porn. <laughs> you know what? Um, I was running some of the analytics stuff on SteelCityUnderground.com, and the keywords are where people arrive like you know the cookies they pick up your trail everywhere that you are on the web folks you got to get away from the triple x websites because literally triple x is like the overwhelming majority of where our traffic comes from and unless there's something buried in our website some i don't know blackmail photos of brian or something that i don't know about you're, you're all naughty and we know it <laughs> but the, uh, the Deep Ball Project. Okay, it's here. I, I'm going to try, and uh, this has been retweeted on the Steel City Underground uh, social media. This is Brick Wall Blitz, exactly how it sounds, all one word, on Twitter. Johnny Kinsley, it is the 22-23 uh, season Deep Ball Project. See how accurate your quarterback was throwing the ball downfield. And it's not just this one chart that we could blow up. There is a variety of crazy things, but the initial the initial chart that's here though uh, is worth mentioning because Kenny Pickett is second most accurate throwing the ball downfield to Geno Smith, who just got the bag. And I mean, Tua's here, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Andy Dalton, Matt Ryan, and Kirk Cousins close out your top ten. Believe it or not, at the bottom of this list, the uh, number. 28 is Carson Wentz, 29 is Lamar Jackson, 30 Baker Mayfield, 31 is Davis Mills, Taylor Heineke, and Marcus Mariota. Yikes. So, I mean, this is this is good news if your name is, uh, if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers and you're looking at the pro progression of Kenny Pickett, but it's not the only metric that was on this. This thing, we could literally cover this for uh, an hour or two. So uh, Johnny's noting here that Geno Smith and Kenny Pickett were also the two most accurate deep passers on throws of 21 to 30 yards with Dak Prescott right behind them. Uh, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Carson Wentz, Davis Mills, and Taylor Heineke all at the bottom. Justin Fields, the most accurate passer on throws, 31 to 40 yards, and it wasn't close. 75% accuracy, uh, eleven about 11% more than second-place Geno Smith, believe it or not, and only two other quarterbacks other than Geno, Andy Dalton and Tua Tagovailoa. Oh, I'm sorry, I'll throw Joe Burrow in here as well. He, Joe Burrow and Taylor Heineke were right at 60, but nobody that was over – 60% here when uh, reading all of the uh, various schematics and stuff here. Let's see. Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen went crazy on throws of 41 plus. That would explain why those teams were close uh, to Super Bowl contention, of course, MVP talks, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, no quarterback threw downfield more than Josh Allen in 2022. Crazy home run hitter. And if, uh, that's a little truncated. So let's bring it up. 83 attempts with Aaron Rodgers being at 74. And continuing on down the list, let's see. Josh Allen and Russell Wilson were the only two quarterbacks to throw for 1,000-plus yards on deep passes. Last season, Jalen Hurts was close. 
that's very hard to believe when we think about how much trash we talked about Russell Wilson and how poorly the Denver Broncos did. So we're not going to necessarily say that this goes hand in hand. Of course, you got to have a team around you too, folks. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, let's see. Jalen Hurts led everyone in passing touchdowns. He, Carr, and Gino were the only three quarterbacks to hit double digits. Again, deep ball project. Desk. Dak Prescott, the most accurate deep passer, throwing to his less left. <laughs> 78 and a half percent and i'll pull this one up and make it a so little bit bigger you're, what you're saying is make Dak go right correct you want to like uh you almost want to play the shift but with the outfielders as they're doing in spring training so they're trying to get around the infield shift that's now banned uh davis mills 16 percent. he couldn't really find anything downfield but if you continue to look kenny pickett's like top five here if you look at kenny pickett on uh, his name and any of these graphics I'm bringing up, he's uh, at or near the top of the list. Is very promising for a team that didn't have uh, what was perceived to be a whole lot of big plays. Now, as soon as I say that, uh, this was in the middle of the field. But, of course, we know that is a concept that, which is foreign to someone that's the opposite. Well, look at the numbers. Four of seven. Yeah, Four of well, seven. that's true, too. <laughs> but when you look at – yeah, yeah. And people will bring that up, and it's like, okay, 4 of 15 for Dak Prescott. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Justin Her Her Herbert is whatever. How you? Justin Herbert. Yeah. Uh, five is of five. Five of five. I mean, again, it's that's a small sample. So it's not like just us that's not throwing a lot deep over the middle either. Correct, correct, correct. Geno Smith ran circles around everyone throwing to his right where Kenny Pickett was tied for eighth, about 55%. Gino was 76.4. So it's pretty neat to um, point out that also Baker Mayfield and Matthew Stafford were both at the bottom of this list, which could also draw some comparisons to the system they play in. Very much so. So I guess if you're playing against the Rams, uh, make them throw left. It's the exact opposite that we were just talking about with Dak Prescott, which is uh, pretty interesting, pretty intriguing to bring up. Let me see if there's some more interesting stuff. Like I said, this thing goes on forever. So take a look for it at uh, Brickwall Blitz. It's the deep ball project over on Twitter. Uh, let's see. Josh Allen threw the most accurate deep passes that weren't caught. So he had the most drops. And that makes sense when you're throwing like almost like 80. 83. Yeah, yeah. whatever that number was. We just belted out there. He had uh, 14 of them. That were dropped. Joe Burrow had 12. Hertz had 11. Rogers, Brady, and Pickett's here too with eight. Very interesting to see. Yeah, so, all to Deontay. Yeah. Let's take a pause for a second on this particular. Uh, uh, you know what? I don't know. Let me see. Is there wrong. anything it's else wrong. It's it's here? It's wrong of me. It's wrong of me. Yeah. The air yards aren't quite there. Kenny Pickett, um, 19th, of course. Yeah. Uh, Jared Goff, deep accuracy off play action. Uh, Oh, Kenny Pickett is ranked off of here. We don't even know if they do play action. And let's see. Geno Smith, the most accurate deep passer without play action. But so Kenny Pickett was right in there in this conversation. He's fourth at 57.5%. Uh, Matt Ryan, surprisingly great. Don't even look at what Marcus Mariota and Taylor Heineke are doing. <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, whether they, they, they're just statues, you really want to talk about being statuesque. And then the most accurate deep passer without pressure was somehow Daniel Jones. At 70% overall, Kenny Pickett was 53 and a half. He said, by the way, the reason some of the QBs have less attempts and um, accuracy and attempt than they do completion attempt is because some of the attempts were voided for the sake of accuracy due to quarterback and wide receiver miscommunication. So I like that little bit of transparency. Uh, Josh Allen was a cyborg deep passer under pressure. 
Kenny Pickett and Geno Smith's precision were also amazing under duress. So Josh Allen at 68.7. Kenny's right there with 66.6 and Geno at 65.7. Again, goes to show you why the Seahawks or invest are, are investing in Geno Smith. And I'm going to see if there's uh let's see uh, where else we've got here. Uh, Josh Allen accurate on all but one of his 28 passes to open receivers. Lamar Jackson near the very bottom of this list with 32. He said three of those, I think, came uh, against the Bengals in week five. And he said those weren't all necessarily terrible passes. Of course, we know the Ravens are kind of suspect at the wide receiver position. And the best uh, deep passer throwing into tight windows was Joe Burrow. But once again, guess whose name is here? Uh, we'll say it for those a little louder in the back. Kenny Pickett, and he's only about two and a half percentage points off of Joe Burrow's 56% here, ranked third behind uh, Geno Smith. Once again, up here near near the top. So uh, the Seahawks and Steelers are kind of running neck and neck there. Steelers probably should have been maybe a playoff team if a few things would have went differently. Let's just say, namely, Kenny Pickett doesn't get knocked out of games. Uh, might help. But it's nice to see in this light for all the folks who think or believe or have whatever narrative in their head that Kenny Pickett was a wasted draft pick. Kenny Pickett will never amount to a hill of beans. Uh, what are you guys talking about? Rob, rah. Here's another one of those shows, Brian, we're the show that does nothing but sunshine and rainbows and unicorns and you know, the Skittles. And, have you watched oh, this show? No, they haven't. They, they hear a I, snippet of it. I got yelled at for being too negative recently. Didn't I? <laughs> well, that was probably because we were talking about Mitchell Trubisky, maybe. maybe. I don't recall. Or Mason. Maybe we were talking about Mason. Yeah. Although I'm not really well, that negative about Mason either. I'm not that negative about anybody. I'm just real. I'm just real, man. You, That's what it is. I'm just real. I think I think that sometimes we're maybe a little too overzealous or we're not like criti critical to the point of being assholes. We'll no. put it that way. Well, here, and I'll and, say the same and thing. And so when about we Kenny. are, it comes off maybe a little harsher than maybe usual. Yeah. I'll say the same thing about Kenny I said about Gino. I'm encouraged here with Kenny Pickett's numbers. It's nice to see a rookie put those kind of numbers up. I need to see more than just the sample that we currently have. Before I'm willing, and we've said this before when we've talked about Kenny, I need, I need a, a bigger uh, sampling before I'm willing to say, yeah, Pen Kenny's definitely the guy. I'm trending towards Kenny looks like he's the guy uh, for sure. But am I sold 100%? No, because I, I require a little bit more um, consistency across multiple seasons before I'm going to say that. Yeah, of course. And, and all of that is fair. I think we. it's almost like I wish I, I know people don't want to go back in time and look up old like our old takes exposed, but please do go back on like YouTube from like a year ago when we were talking about this whole draft process and talking about how rookie quarterbacks end up actually performing when they have to play in year one. I didn't even want to play Kenny Pickett year one. I was okay when he, with them drafting him, but just looking back at even some of the articles and things that we did on steelcityunderground.com, most of us thought it was going to be Malik Willis. We thought the Panthers or the saints or the Texans or somebody else was going to I don't want to say reach, but there were a number of obstacles that Pickett had to get by. And these teams had multiple picks, so they didn't necessarily yeah. just have to burn a first rounder on a quarterback. Ah, we're not going to do that. We could really use a corner like the Texans did with uh, Derek Stingley. They had another pick at like 15 before the Steelers were on the clock with the, with the 20th pick. 
So uh, that's just uh, that's that's completely it, it's mind blowing to me because the Saints. What's crazy move- is they have the same thing again this year. Them damn Texans. Mm-hmm. Two picks before we pick. Huh. The Saints moved back in, and that was what Chris Olave and then uh, Trevor Penning. It was like, oh, no, now the Tennessee Titans are here. And the Eagles were just like, we don't want our draft pick. We don't want our draft pick. We don't want our draft pick. They kept moving out of these spots. It was like, stop doing that. We know we we think you have Jalen Hurts and you're not going to want Kenny Pickett. So but we don't know that the other teams that are negotiating with you are drafted up for it, are, are, are trying to take our dude. And uh, man, that, what, the, what does that say about the guts, the patience of like Kevin Colbert and company sitting in that war room? on draft night that first day and just staying put and not doing anything and letting it just play out and come to you. That makes me wonder if Pickett wasn't there, who would have been the pick? And I don't think it would have been a quarterback, but most no, of I us, yeah, most of us thought it was going to be like Malik Willis or even Desmond Ritter entered our conversations. And those guys didn't go until like later third round or so, like pick 75, 85, I, something like that. Yeah. Men- Many of many of the Steel City Underground uh, insiders, uh, I would not have been one of them. Felt like it was going to be one of those guys. Uh, <laughs> no, did, you did. You wanted uh, Jordan Davis or Devontae Wyatt, if I recall correctly. That is absolutely what I wanted. I said, if they're going to pick a quarterback, it's going to be Kenny Pickett. But hey, I just didn't think he was going to be there, man. Um, I know. Neither did I. I that's, neither did I. That's why I wasn't mocking him. I actually got my arm twisted into the quarterback conversation and taking one, and I went with Malik, uh, which, you know, I didn't, I'm like, ah, I'm not going to feel that comfortable about it, but do they have to get ahead of everyone because of all the raw talents? And I think everyone just blew smoke everyone up everyone's ass, and that's what's going on with Will Levis out of Kentucky right now. So, I mean. Maybe. Yeah, Sam Howell, like, uh, come on, guys. Like, Sam Howell was the chosen one. Kevin Colbert went and watched his pro day or whatever, saw him yep. in advance. This was the guy that was earmarked, destined the for guy. Steelers great. No, just no. didn't happen. So, uh, but I'm glad that's, uh, I, I'm glad we don't have to deal with all of it or any of it because the last one is just making my head hurt every time I hear Lamar Jackson's name. And I actually saw a piece of clickbait garbage out there, Brian, where uh, somebody had mentioned uh, how the Lamar Jackson situation is bad for the Steelers. I said, what? I didn't even click on it. In all fairness, I probably should read things before I read the headline, but I wasn't going to give them the satisfaction of what that headline was doing. And that was just to get them the clicks and the views and the ad revenue for a topic that doesn't exist. If anything, this is good for the Steelers because if they pay up Lamar one way or the other on the tag or not, then that's less money that the Ravens have to spend on other players uh, now or into the future. And everybody wants to bring up the Cleveland Browns and last year's situation with Deshaun Watson and whatnot. So if you're not familiar with what's going on so far, non-exclusive, if you're not familiar, tag. where have you been? Yeah. So <laughs> I'll just rewind a little bit. The non-exclusive tag for Lamar Jackson, who does not have an agent. He represents himself. Okay. So the Ravens had the deadline last of whatever day it was last week where they had to uh, place a, a place a franchise tag on Lamar. Actually, that may have been earlier this week. I don't recall, but recently 
They had to do this or else he was scheduled to become a free agent. He's played out through his rookie contract, fifth year options, etc. And the only way to retain the rights to him is to use the franchise tag. One of the tags you could only use once. So like for the example, the Giants were able to come to terms with Daniel Jones and then they tagged Saquon Barkley because they had two dudes that they had to get underneath their thumb. Well, this gives the Ravens a little bit of control now, but it doesn't mean Lamar can't go and sign somewhere else. Should he do that? It's what? Two first round picks that are given to the Ravens. Minimally. Yes. As compensation. Uh, And the Ravens could obviously match whatever offer is being made to Lamar Jackson. And for all intents and purposes, everyone thinks and believes as do I, that he's looking over across the division at the Browns and saying that guy, Deshaun Watson is making how much money guaranteed. He's like a 55 million a season cap hit. Show me the money. I've won a league MVP, et cetera. And the Ravens are kind of like, Whoa, we've made some offers. We've got some things going on here. Maybe not. You've been hurt a little recently. We haven't been winning some playoff games. Did you just sit out the end of the season on us? Like quiet quit on us? I think there might be a little bit of shenanigans there too. I, I, I don't know that the Ravens are all in on bringing Jackson back, at least at what Jackson feels he's deserving of. Look, I, here, I'm, I'm going to take both sides of this argument. First of all, anybody pitying Lamar Jackson is nuts. Uh, secondly, anybody assuming collusion, I think you're nuts. Uh, oh, I got, I, I got more to say about that in a minute. Go this ahead. is what I'm going to say. Nobody should have ever made the deal for Deshaun Watson last year. Nobody should have made that play. The fact that, uh, you know, Jimmy Hazlitt or whoever the hell that guy is, that's up there. Is it Jimmy Hazlitt? No, ha- Haslam. Haslam. Flying J uh, guy. Yeah. Okay. Haslam or pilot, decided to go off the, like he went outside and he snorted three lines of Coke and came back in and signed Deshaun Watson. I don't know. Uh, whatever made his brain go in that direction and do something that was insane. Cause it was insane um, to do. He's he's that's the cause of, of all of this. There's no question about that. There's no collusion though. Trying to say that you should pay more for Lamar Jackson and it's disrespectful to only offer him 133 million guaranteed as opposed to the two. No, that's not disrespectful. That is a legitimate offer. $133 million, maybe a $200 million overall value contract. I don't know what it was. Over $40 million a year. Those are legitimate offers. Lamar won an MVP. I get it. Their offense is focused on Lamar. I get it. But he has been hurt. He has. He's definitely missed games the last two seasons. And they haven't won poop. Okay? No. Right? I get it. And then he's he's gonna, won an MVP. And then he's going to strangle the team because you're already seeing it with Cleveland. We mentioned it. There's two players that they're not re-signing or players they're releasing because they don't have the money to fit everything under the cap. And there's folks that yeah. are arguing and saying, well, we don't care. We're spending Jimmy, Hasl- Jimmy Haslam's money. And it's like, that, that's not how it works. This isn't it's Bob crazy. Nutting and, yeah. and MLB. You have to spend a certain amount of money in the NFL. You can only roll over so much to the next year. Restructure as much as you like. It's it's fully guaranteed. You're eventually going to pay it. Yeah, I get that. And and when you fully guarantee a contract, understand this. When you fully guarantee a contract, that means whoever's the owner of that team has to set that money aside, right? It's not like, oh, we'll pay it. It's 
guaranteed, which means somewhere there is a, a lump of cash sitting there that is earmarked for that player, right? And it gets, they. it's not like, we'll pay it when we get it. Oh yeah, we'll have, no, you got to set that money aside. Fully guaranteed that, means that money's yeah, there. That's what the Saints are constantly dealing with here. I don't even know how they find any money to pay Derek Carr. Everyone says yeah. the cap's a myth. And I'm like, eventually they're going to have to get XFL players to, to field on the uh, on their roster. Do wait, I think? Lamar, wait, one second. Lamar, okay. another reason. The tag will pay him $32.4 million. It's not exactly chump change. It's not 40 it's not 55, but it's sure a hell of a lot what, more than he's made. What was the exclusive franchise tag? What would have exclusive? Oh, that's a great question. And I'll see if I can find it for you. I, All right. I don't know the point I'm making here is I think the Ravens are doing something smart, right? They have negotiated in good faith and based on, and, Look, all of this is hearsay. Nobody's in the room with Lamar, his mother, and the and the Ravens people, right? We only know what we hear. But all reports tend to indicate that the one thing that has been a firm, I'm not budging off this from Lamar's camp, is I want 250 guaranteed, period, right? I want all that, all that money guaranteed. And the Ravens are like, no. Um, but that's not an insult, right? That's... It's still, they've bargained in good faith. It's business. And they've done reasonable contract offers. Offering a guy who hasn't won a Super Bowl or a playoff game in a couple of years, you know, 40 plus million dollars because they do know his value to them. All right. All right. That's all legit. Here is, <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's like, it, it's such madness, right? Um, and, I, I'm so caught up. I forgot what the hell I was going to talk about. <laughs> uh, thir 13 million oh, fewer smackaroos than the exclusive designation right. too. So that so would have put it at 45 40, million. 45 mil. Okay. Yeah. So 45 mil. All right. Thank you. You've, you've recentered me. Here's what I was going for. The Ravens are actually trying to let Lamar set his own market. I know people other than me have said that, but that is exactly what they are doing. What they're doing is saying, look, you think you're worth 250 guaranteed? Find it. See what people will offer you. We want you. So if you come back with an offer, we might match it. Probably they will. We talked about this early on. Look, they are in bed with Lamar Jackson, like it or not, because their offense is predicated on his skill set to a certain extent. Maybe. To a very <laughs> large maybe. Well, right. they got rid of the offensive coordinator now. I, I know. Are they are the wheels in but motion the, where they want some picks and the move running on backs from Lamar? Drafted, <laughs> all the tight ends they've drafted, the way their O line is structured, all of that is geared around Lamar Jackson. All right. Doesn't mean they can't scrap it and do and do something else, but they are in bed with him. And whether they stay in bed with him or not, that's a big question. Um and you know, no team should be afraid of saying this ain't working and we're going to move on and, and try something new. Um, I, I do think, you know, they hoped he would improve as a passer. They hoped the passing game would be there to complement the running game better than it has been. I, you know, maybe that's why Greg Roman is gone. Maybe they think another coordinator is going to be able to help whoever the person is uh, integrate a more balanced offense. 
they're they're giving him permission by using the non-exclusive tag to seek out other offers. And if a team steps up, and I am one of the people who feels that Jimmy Haslam is not the only idiot owner out in the world, okay? Somebody will probably offer him a contract that is more than it should be, right? I don't think he's going to get 250 guaranteed from anybody. No, <laughs> I because, it, because the idiots that would have already have. Already did it. Right. Yes. If they didn't sign, if they didn't go out and get Deshaun Watson, the Browns would have done it. But no. But you know what? Look, go back a year. If the Browns don't do that, nobody's saying I want 250 guaranteed. Correct. That's another thing. <laughs> there's a lot of there, the 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 collusion thing. There's a lot of different layers to this. You unpacked some of it already. Number one, the Ravens had to completely redo and rebuild the roster to suit having Lamar Jackson as their quarterback. Another team will have to do similar to get the most out of them. And when you're paying them that kind of money and the first round draft pick and the draft picks that are going to go with it. Number one reason there's no collusion, Brian is, is that nobody Lamar is tagged. That means he's under contract. I know he hasn't signed it, but he is not going to be a free agent. Now no. he can't be talked to Monday or Tuesday of this upcoming week during the legal tampering period, because he is not an unrestricted free agent. Teams are not permitted to speak to him until Wednesday. I think at four o'clock Eastern, when all the things start hitting the transaction wire and everything goes bonkers and the official league year begins, you cannot collude. You're not allowed to talk to him. And that's the number one thing. Um, it makes it a little murkier too, because he doesn't have an agent. He's working for himself. So when you're talking about, well, a team gave up all of this for Deshaun Watson, they gave up the picks, they gave up this money. That's one team. Look and at how many teams. Dumb. Uh, it that, was dumb. That too. They're trying to reset. It reminds me of Adrian Peterson getting north of like 10 million a year as a running back. And then nobody really wanting to touch it. And Le'Veon Bell uh, really bickering about how he wanted to reset the running back market. And it still didn't really work out. And and this is what it, it reminds me a lot of this same thing. Wouldn't surprise me too. If Lamar threatened to sit out or if he sits out camp and none of that's going to help this team proceed any further with a new OC and them trying to do whatever. Should he play for the Ravens? in 2023 but let's not forget that Deshaun Watson was actually drafted higher than Lamar Jackson was Lamar went at the bottom of round one because that's where the Ravens felt well we're going to take a stab at this guy for these very reasons fifth year option etc etc we don't know where Lamar would have went if the Ravens don't make that move at pick 32 in 2018 after four other quarterbacks already went off the board. So the team's evaluating the quarterback position and the, in that draft either made a mistake or there's still the same evaluators who feel Lamar Jackson is not a fit for their team. Let's not forget the half the teams in the national football league have their, their, they're hitched onto whoever their guy might be. The Steelers are hitched to Kenny Pickett. The Bengals have their guy. The chiefs have their guy. Uh, the saints just went and got a different guy. There are other teams that are like, maybe like the Colts or the Falcons that maybe they'll have interest. Maybe they'll poke around, but for two ones and you know, $250 million and 50 million. million you know what? We're going to look at CJ Stroud. 
We're going to look at Bryce Young. We're going to look at the Will Levis. We're going to look at those guys who aren't going to cost nearly as much, and we will reap the rewards of having a rookie contract, which is what the Ravens have done over the last several of years to be competitive, and the Ravens are looking at that, and that's the one main reason I surmise that they changed their OC and then placed this on tag on Lamar. Well, if he doesn't play for anyone and he doesn't play for us, he's not going to play for anyone. And if he does play for somebody else or sign somewhere else, then by golly, we're going to get something out of it. And we know that Ozzy Newsome and that whole brain trust and Eric DaCosta and that they do a tremendous job of drafting. We hate to admit it because we don't like the Baltimore Ravens from you know the core basis of our soul down to our very fabric of our existence. Do not like the Ravens or the Browns or Bengals, but that you have to admit and give respect where it's due. And for them to be able to load up and get more draft picks just means that they're going to add like another quarterback in the next year or two and be able to repeat the whole process. Once again, be able to go get a Roquan Smith and offer, offer him top dollar. It's completely just a, it, it is a business decision aside from the fact of, you know what? We're just going to guarantee this 32 or so mil just this year. This dude gets hurt and misses half a season again. Okay, we'll just slap another tag on him. Somebody else could sign him, or we're just saying goodbye, period. They could also be looking down the road at moving on. I don't think they're going to go through a season, though, with Tyler Huntley as their quarterback, Pro Bowl or not. But the whole collusion, the whole Lamar's getting screwed and everything like that, just because the Cleveland Browns are a clown organization that made the, one of the biggest bone what will I, I I'll almost guarantee you're going to look back on this five, 10 years down the road and say, what a boneheaded decision they made with Watson. They basically tried to pull a, an LA Rams buy a Super Bowl deal and it backfired. It did not work for them the way they anticipated, or, or I don't believe it will work the way they're anticipating. And I'm going to, I'm going to tell you the same thing again. Here's the other part of this collusion thing. That's nonsense. You have to like, Look, people people point at the commanders as this is proof of collusion because the most insane idiot owner in the world, Dan Snyder, he says he's out. Why does he say he's out? Because he doesn't want to set $250 million aside, a quarter of a billion dollars out of his pocket. He doesn't want to go put it in the bank and say, I'm not allowed to touch that anymore. It has nothing to do with, I'm going to collude. I don't want to pay Lamar Jackson. It has to do with, I ain't doing that, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, look, I would do anything for Lamar, but I won't do that. All right. <laughs> I like it. The whole, the, the meatloaf deal yeah. there. I mean, it's, uh, he's chopped liver right now and, and it's good for headlines and people trying to save whatever. And I, I have to mention this. I don't like bringing a political aspect of it, but there were people that were bringing race into this. And I just, I looked at Deshaun Watson and I'm just kind of like, um, okay next <laughs> like, uh, like i get the people who say well would yeah. you do this to joe burrow the answer yeah. is yes yeah i would oh are you kidding me mike brown uh yeah. the, one of the cheapest owners in the nfl Look, do i think joe burrow's gonna get paid yeah. yes i do think joe burrow's gonna get paid do i think he's gonna get paid 250 million dollars guaranteed no do i think he might be a 50 million dollar guy yes he might be but it's not going to be 100 percent guaranteed yeah, I mean, I might eat my words because everybody's an idiot. Like owners are just as dumb as everybody else, but I, I just don't see it. It hamstrings you. So I, I you know, I, you just can't, you can't see it. Now uh, there was a point I wanted to make that I'm going to make now. 
because I heard throughout all the Lamar controversy, you know, people would, would never do this and people wouldn't do this. I read a set of comments that said, well, when Kenny goes there, he won't do that. He'll take a team-friendly deal. Baloney! No. <laughs> it has nothing to do with any of that. If I don't think Kenny will do this, right? I don't think he's going to sit out. But that's also part of this is not having the agent. Like you said, there is no incentive. There's no guy pushing for him to sign. Mm-hmm. An agent is not getting paid till Lamar gets paid, right? So he's going to try and get the deal that he thinks is the best deal and advise him and say, this is the best deal you're going to get. Sign it, right? Kenny's going to have somebody like that in his court, and he's not going to sit there, but he's not going to take a discount, right? If he's won two Super Bowls or an MVP or something by the time his contract's up and we get to that point, he's going to want to get cash, no, absolutely. And speaking of getting cash, we had one uh, little breaking news thing that finally hit the the transaction wire that we were eyeballing for the last week or two. William Jackson the third officially released by the Steelers, freeing up oh eleven million or no, a little more than that, maybe about twelve point two million. There's there's Cam Sutton's so, cap contract right there. Yep, yep. Uh, did you see that thing that was floating around the PFF predictions? They had EJ Edwards. Or I might talk about this with Flash Monday. If we have a Monday show, that's a little programming note because we may we may just hold off and wait and see what exactly transpires with all of the uh, free Maybe agency. Maybe we'll do a three-way late in the week. Yeah, oh, or live yeah. or, well, three or ways. Three, three ways are exclusive to Cincinnati unless you're thinking of the our frequent visitors to steelcityunderground.com. No, that's a, <laughs> dude, that's a five-way. <laughs> Anybody, oh, who, gets the five three, way. anybody who gets a three-way at Skyline is a is a wimp. It's a five-way or no way. <laughs> what What's the other two? Is that onions and uh, is it beans? Onions, it's cheese, onions, beans, and chili, uh, and your spaghetti. That's a five-way. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I do do the three-way. You could call me a wimp, but I also you, put you, I also you, put the coleslaw and fries on the side with permanis. I am a little bit of a picky eater. So well, there all you right. go. Shame me. Shame. Do you load up the hot shame. sauce? Shame. No, I don't do hot oh, sauce. Oh, you're out. Uh, you, I don't do you, hot sauce. You don't not, drink coffee. You, you <laughs> shouldn't. You shouldn't even go to Skyline. <laughs> I'm still new to the Skyline experience. I'm sorry, and uh, I like the people who dog on people in Cincinnati for their goofy spaghetti chili combination. It is kind of funny, but until you actually try it, it 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 has its own charms to it. So. Um, I, I like the cuisine around the AFC North, although we're still trying to figure out what the hell Cleveland has to offer to this whole spiel. The the Polish boy. Uh, eventually, I'm going to find dead one of those. Fish. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's further. That's further downstream, unfortunately, oh, in the yeah. in the southern part of the state. Um, uh, let's not yeah, go there. Not, that's that's not the, there yeah, all. let's not go. That's a literal dark cloud over Ohio. Yeah. Uh, they add to the other ones we already Yikes. had. But anyways uh folks that'll do it for us yeah i want to talking about you guys are always so positive <laughs> we're sitting over here about as dark as you could possibly get when it comes to the humor aspect so uh but that'll do it for us uh once again wj3 is out there we'll see if um there's any restructures i mean you got tj watt minka and dj they all have those newer contracts with higher money that could float around up to a certain percent and that's the other thing too you sign a guy like lamar you have watson you could only restructure up to i think they still the lowest they could get like watson's cap number if i think i saw correctly was around 30 ish 32 about the same as the uh the non-exclusive tag that lamar got so you can't just push all the money off 
often in the future. It just does not work that way whatsoever. And so, you know, they got some of like, but you're eventually going to have to pay TJ. He's going to hit your cap at some point, but you know, you got Kenny under that rookie contract for a quarterback, uh, not having to pay that guy $40 million a year means that you could pay several other guys from that little bit. You could divvy up the pie some. So we'll see what else the Steelers got. Um, got on, got up their sleeve and we'll see if they talk to anybody legal tampering you know kevin colbert for years they didn't have the money they don't go out and spend money on guys we got a new regime so it's gonna be exciting times to see if they if things change i am i am uh i'm interested to see what the next week brings i am interested to see same here my friend well folks that'll do it for us brian thanks once again for coming on joining us I, amazing man we always we always find ways to fit. We, we, we fill the content window. We it's overflow up even. And I didn't know if we, I didn't know if we did. I didn't know if we had enough stuff to say about like Aaron Rodgers and guys like that. But uh, thanks to the deep ball project, uh, courtesy of all that good information and go check them out because that's some pretty good. That's some groundbreaking stuff. That's some things that I haven't seen anywhere else. So it was pretty yeah, cool. It's interesting. Yeah. Pretty interesting cool to see stuff. That. So uh, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, folks, and that'll do it for us. Some real news next week right around the corner, so hang in there with us. And don't forget to share this with your friends. Reviews and ratings are also appreciated. My name's Joe. His name's Brian. As we always do when we close out this show, we encourage everyone out there to be safe, be good, and we'll catch you later. We would like to thank you for listening and remind our listeners to follow us on social media and our website, www.steelcityunderground.com. 